0: Welcome back, everybody, to episode 20 of the Say Hey Podcast. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show, and hopefully that's not a deal-breaker for you. Folks, today is episode 20. I can't believe there's actually 20 episodes of the Say Hey Podcast. And the only people I have to thank for that are you guys as fans. Yes, that's right. The support, without it, there is no show. So episode 20, hopefully we can get to episode 100 here pretty soon. If you guys keep deciding to listen, But hopefully, we could just get through today's episode. And personally, I think it's going to be a fun one. Now, I was never someone that got the best grades when it comes to schooling. I did my best. I graduated from college, so I must have been doing something right. But let's just say I wasn't a straight-A student. With that being said, for today's episode, I'm going to be grading the top 10 Giants hitters in our lineup. I'm not going to be grading every single hitter. Just the top 10. Basically, the most consistent hitters that we saw on our TV screens in the lineups. Uh, So like a player like Justin Smoke or Luis Basabe, I'm not going to be grading them simply because they did not have enough at bats to give a proper grade to. So that's what I'm going to be doing today, giving letter grades. But I will say I will not be giving a grade lower than a C, mainly because I don't think anyone deserves a grade lower than a C. Speaking from someone that got a lot of Ds, It's not fun. It's depressing. It's not nice. And honestly, I really don't think there's any room for it. So with that being said, the lowest grade I'm going to be giving today is a C, which also means that there's plenty of room for improvement for that player that gets that C. But before we do that, I want to dive into some news and notes from from around our team. And it's not much, but there is... headliner that I think everyone needs to know about and it's that Brandon Belt had surgery to remove a bone spur in his right heel two weeks ago in Green Bay Wisconsin and apparently Belt dealt with this heel issue all season having used a walking boot briefly in summer training the sore heel kept him out actually of the opening day lineup so honestly the fact that Belt was able to produce the year that he was and don't worry I'm going to give him a letter grade and Talk more about him in depth, but the fact that he was able to produce the way he did and have an issue with his heel, that's absolutely phenomenal. All right, moving on from the news and notes, that's all I have for you, other than the fact that Pablo Sandoval is still in the playoffs as we speak. Well, I'm actually recording this episode on Friday, October 16th, so we'll see what happens when it comes to when this episode is actually produced, but I still just can't believe Pablo Sandoval made the playoffs after everything that we went through. He's the one that gets to have some fun in the playoffs moving on. Okay So the way i'm going to talk about each of these 10 players I'm going to start with the lowest grades and then i'm going to work my way up to the highest grades So you're going to want to stay tuned for the entire show just because that's going to be the best content that we have But first let's start with the first hitter and that's going to be yes, the rookie joey bart I'm officially going to be giving him a c I'm not going to spend a lot of time on Bart simply because I viewed the 2020 season as more of a tryout for him. I mean, we can talk about how he struggled throughout this year, but we also have to realize that the man hasn't even played a single game at the AAA level yet. There's a reason why the Giants want to send him back down, and I talked about that in the previous episode, and it's only because they want him to be ready when the time comes for him to take over Uh, The catcher position full time at the big league level. But with that being said, I still don't look at Bart's 2020 season as a negative. I mean, my God, he collected a hit in his first four career games and the first three of those four were all doubles. The man started off hot and then the pitchers found his weakness and that's all. All right. Eventually, Bart is going to learn how to adapt and make adjustments. And eventually, he's going to feel comfortable enough at the big league level. There is just further development that needs to happen, in my opinion. And I'm sure in the opinion of the Giants organization. So for that, Joey Bart gets a C. Moving on to the next. And that's going to be Darren Ruff. Darren Ruff's going to be getting a B-. And the reason being is because... Although he wasn't the most consistent hitter, Ruff was able to supply power off the bench when the Giants needed a right-handed pinch hitter. He had the best month in August when he hit 317 and also hit four home runs in that month. I will say the way Ruff was used, he performed very, very well. But because of his defense, Ruff may never be an everyday player, but he does have value as a pinch hitter or in a strategic matchup against left-handed pitchers. I think he's a solid option for the Giants to have, especially on the bench going forward. All right, moving on. And this could be a controversial take here to the next batter, and that's Mr. Evan Longoria. I'm going to be giving him a B- minus for the 2020 season. And honestly, I feel like that might be a little too high for some of you listeners, but let me tell you why. Now, when you hear that name, probably does not excite you a lot, but I'm here to tell you that Longoria did way better than people think. Let's start with his final stat line of 2020. Longoria finished the season with a 254 batting average, hit seven home runs, and 28 RBIs. Now, that may seem underwhelming when you're talking about the established veteran, former all-star power hitter, but in fact, Longoria was still on pace to hit 31 doubles, 22 home runs, and 86 RBIs. Now, I realize that those aren't the numbers we were exactly paying for, but, but those definitely aren't numbers to be sad about either. Also, Longoria's expected batting average or XBA for 2020 was actually 284. Now, I've mentioned it on the show before, but essentially XBA or expected batting average is a statistic that predicts a batting average for a certain player based on the quality of contact he's making with the ball. So basically, the fact that Longoria's XBA was 284 means that he should have seen better results on the field because of how well he was hitting the ball. So, then you might be asking the question, then why didn't he? Well, along with being one of the most well-known power hitters in the league, comes with a price. Longoria, along with Belt, faces the shift a lot, which usually takes away a lot of hits from power hitters who usually hit the ball to primarily one side of the field. So, basically, Longoria was hitting the ball very, very well. It was just one of those things where those hard-hit balls weren't falling for hits as much as we would like them to. So, for that reason... I'm going to be giving Longoria a B-. minus. Moving on to the next hitter, and again, we're moving up letter grades, is Mr. Mauricio Dubon. I'm going to be giving him a B. Dubon finished the 2020 season with a 274 batting average and hit four home runs and 19 RBIs. The reason he gets such a high grade for that type of stat line is because Dubon was able to produce at the bottom of the batting order, which can be such a game-changer when it comes to starting late-inning rallies. You know, in hindsight, I probably am going to look back at this list and rank Longoria higher than Dubon, simply because Longoria was able to produce, in terms of power numbers and productivity, way more than Dubon was. But for now, I'll stick with a beef for Dubon. The Giants are very high on Dubon, and in 2019, Dubon hit 20 home runs. In AAA, and they really believe the 26-year-old can supply some power on a day-to-day basis. In fact, there have already been reports come out stating that the Giants organization and Farhan both want Dubon uh, to start building some muscle in order to help him tap into that power. The quality of contact wasn't really there for Dubon uh, this year, but the Giants are definitely taking it upon themselves to develop this young player into something special especially because he's multiple position eligibility when it comes to defense. He can play shortstop. He can play second base. Maybe he can play third. I'm not really sure, but primarily he can play center field as well. They really want to develop his bat into something that's worthwhile simply because a player that can play multiple positions and hit around 16 to 20 home runs a year is by far one of the best utility weapons that you can have on a team. All right, moving up the chain and that's Mr. Brandon Crawford. I'm going to be giving him a B-plus for this year. Crawford had a very solid season, but it was very Brandon Crawford. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, heading into the 2020 season, Crawford had averaged a 250-252 batting average over the course of his 10-year career. And fast forward to the end of 2020, Crawford finished the season with a 256 batting average, so right around where he should be. But Crawford did finish the 2020 season with the highest slugging percentage in his career and it definitely showed. He was on pace to reach 36 doubles, 24 home runs, and 84 RBIs, which all would have been career highs for Crawford and it was all due to the quality of contact he was making. The way Crawford was hitting the ball this year was similar to the way he hit in 2015 when he hit 21 home runs, 33 doubles, and 84 RBIs. But also, not only was the quality of contact better, the pitch selection was better for Crawford. Instead of letting himself get deep into counts, Crawford took, quote, an attack early approach this season. And we can see that when we look at his 519 batting average he produced on the first pitch of his at-bats, which was also a career high for him. So because of the way he was hitting in power numbers, I'm going to give him a B+. All right, moving on to the next hitter. So, for the next five hitters, what I'm going to do is talk about the player. Then I'm going to talk about how he performed throughout the year. And then I'm going to give the letter grade. So, Wilmer Flores is going to be the next best hitter, in my opinion. And in 2018, Wilmer Flores hit 11 home runs. And in 2019, he hit nine home runs. Now, the reason why I bring that up is... It's because in 2020, Wilmer Flores hit 12 home runs, which is absolutely amazing considering that 2018 and 19 were full-length seasons. Yes, his batting average was underwhelming, but his power numbers were definitely making up for that. Flores Flores was on pace to hit 36 home runs and 95 RBIs during a full-length 162-game season. I honestly cannot remember the last time a Giants player came close to 36 home runs, so I'm just going to say Barry Bonds for obvious reasons. Now, with that being said, I'm not saying that Farhan Zaidi has just signed the next Barry Bonds for San Francisco, but I am saying that Wilmer was our most successful power hitter, especially when it came to the end of the season. During his last five games of the regular season, Flores had a batting average of 316 and hit three home runs and also collected three hits. For those of you that disagree with me ranking Wilmer so high, I will give it to you. As I have already mentioned, Wilmer's batting average was underwhelming as he finished the year with a 268 batting average, and he also hit 241 in the month of August. But honestly, we didn't really need Wilmer to have the highest batting average on the team. And besides, Wilmer is another player on the Giants who does not strike out. In 2018, he had a strikeout percentage of 9.8, which was insanely low considering that the league average is around 20%. I'm definitely going to chalk up the month of August as a slump for Wilmer, and I expect his batting average to be somewhere between 275-280 over a full-length season. So for that, I'm going to be giving Wilmer Flores an A-. Alright, moving on to the next batter, and that is Donovan Solano. When it comes to hitting, there's not too much to say about Donovan Solano's offensive performance other than he performed way beyond what was expected of him. Solano finished the 2020 season with a 326 batting average, 3 home runs, and 29 RBIs. So that was a pace for him to reach 10 home runs and 88 RBIs over a full-length season. And although Solano is not a power hitter, he still is one of the most consistent hitters in our lineup— At certain times throughout the season when it seemed like nobody could get any hits, Solano always figured out how to get a base knock or two, which really solidified himself as a player we could constantly count on. The reason why I have a few players ranked above him, actually, though, is only because Solano kind of disappeared during the last week of the season when we needed hits the most. During the last six games of the season, he had a batting average of 188 and can only produce three hits and struck out seven times. And five of those seven all came during the last three games of the regular season. Now, I'm not saying that we lost the San Diego series because of Solano. All I'm saying is that This was why he gets an A- minus from me, rather than having a higher A score. I have no doubt that Solano is going to be just as consistent as he was in 2020 through the 2021 season, and I honestly cannot wait to see what he can do as an everyday starter for the Giants during a full-length season. So Donovan Solano, after all of this, for me, gets an A-. All right, moving on to the next hitter, and that is actually going to be Alex Dickerson. Now, a lot of you listeners might be pulling your hair out of your head right now at the fact that I'm giving Alex Dickerson a higher letter grade than Donovan Solano, but hear me out before you decide to never listen to the show again. Alex Dickerson finished the season with a 298 batting average while also hitting 10 home runs and 26 RBIs. Do you know how many home runs Dickerson hit last year during a full-length season? I'll give you a hint. It's less than 10, and it's also the same number JT Snow wore. That's right, six. So in a drastically shortened 2020 season, Dickerson managed to almost double the amount of home runs he hit the year prior and raised his batting average from 276 in 2019 to almost 300 in 2020. Now I know what you're thinking. James, he's never played more than 85 games in a single season. So how do you know these numbers are legit? First of all, great question. But here's why. First off, Dickerson played in 52 games during a 60-game regular season, which means he was on pace to play in at least 155 games in a 162-game season. But he was also on pace to reach 32 home runs and 85 RBIs. I think there is a direct correlation between the power numbers he put on display and the amount of opportunity he has gotten since wearing a Giants uniform. In 2019, Dickerson was traded from the Padres to the Giants and instantly became an everyday player overnight. Once Dickerson came to the Giants, he made an immediate impact by hitting a grand slam in his first game in a Giants uniform, and then continued to produce a batting average of .290 for the rest of the season with the Giants. All Dickerson needed was an opportunity to become an everyday player, and since then, things have never been better for him. Another reason why I believe these numbers are legit is because he was making contact with the ball on the barrel part of the bat, 4.3% more than league average, which in layman's terms basically means he was making quality contact with the ball at a rate that was considered to be above average compared to the rest of the league. And when you're making quality contact at a consistent rate, that often leads to positive results on the field. And along with that, Dickerson was also striking out less than the league average, which just so happens to be an added bonus. For this amazing 2020 season, I'm going to be giving Alex Dickerson an A. Hopefully, you're still listening to the podcast. I know it's a hot take, like I said, to rank Alex Dickerson over Donovan Solano, but those power numbers from Dickerson, I honestly thought that they could not be ignored. Okay, moving on to the next player. We have two players left, and one of those is going to be Mike Yastrzemski. Yaz finished the 2020 season with a 297 batting average while also hitting 10 home runs and 35 RBIs. This was another outstanding offensive performance, especially when you see that Yaz was on pace to hit 30 home runs and 106 RBIs over the course of a 162-game season. A lot of people would make an argument that Yaz was by far the best bat in our lineup, but I honestly would not spend a lot of time arguing with you on that. I think for me personally, though, the reason why I ranked... And here's a spoiler alert. The reason why I ranked Belt over Yaz is because I'm not sure if Yaz would show the same amount of consistency Belt would have throughout a whole season simply because Yaz strikes out more and the quality of contact that Yaz was making with the ball was nowhere near as good as Belt quality of contact. However, all that to say, Yaz still had an outstanding performance and I truly do not want to take anything away from what he did in 2020, especially considering that What he did in two-strike counts. In 2019, Yaz hit 11 of his 21 home runs on two-strike counts. And this year, Yaz hit 8 of his 10 2020 home runs on two-strike counts. But that's not the only thing Yaz did with two-strikes. During the 2020 season, Yaz ranked 5th in hits, was tied for 2nd in home runs, was tied for 2nd in RBIs, ranked 7th in batting average, and was 1st in slugging percentage, all in two-strike counts. It's safe to say that Yaz was not only one of the best hitters in the Giants lineup, who is also the most clutch. So for this, I'm going to be giving Yaz an A. Now, there was only one batter left, and I I know I already spoiled it, and that's going to be Brandon Belt. And this is also going to be the only batter that I gave an A plus to. So let's go ahead and break down Brandon Belt's season. Bell was on pace to have the best year of his career for multiple reasons. First off, this was the best year in Bell's career in terms of play discipline. Despite striking out 17 times throughout his first 14 games of the 2020 season, Bell quickly managed to make adjustments and actually ended up producing the lowest strikeout percentage of his career while also producing the highest walk percentage of his career. And the best part about Belt's 2020 season was that he was on pace to reach 29 home runs and 96 RBIs, all while producing a 310 batting average. Now, I just mentioned the quality of contact Belt was making, but what most people don't realize was that Belt was in the top 4% of the league in terms of quality contact he was making with the baseball. This is why I believe the success and the consistency he found in 2020 will in fact carry over to 2021. A lot of people were talking about how Mike Shremsky was an MVP candidate, but I truly believe if a whole season was played during the 2020 season, Brandon Bell would definitely be giving Yaz a run for his money. And now, we, as we just learned, on top of everything that Bell did in 2020, or at least I just learned, Bell had a freaking bone spur in his heel. So he was playing injured pretty much, or at least in pain, throughout the entire 2020 season and still performed the way he did. Now, I will also say that Yaz obviously had to deal with injury, and he did miss time. But Brandon Belt also missed a lot of time. Not a lot, but there was definitely a good chunk of the first month that Brandon Belt missed. So, at this point, I feel like this is a A-plus-1 and A-plus-2 type of situation. You can make an argument for Brandon Belt being the best hitter in our lineup, and you can make an argument, obviously, for Yaz being the best hitter in our lineup. But the best part, of course, is that they are both in our lineups. So that's obviously something to look forward to along with the rest of our offense heading into the 2021 season. All right, folks, that is going to be all for today's show. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope my takes weren't controversial enough for you to throw out my credibility as a Giants podcast host. And I really hope you come back for the next show where I will be giving individual grades to our starting pitchers and our relief pitchers. All right, folks, thanks again for stopping by to the Say Hey podcast, episode 20. That's right. I got the right number this time. At this time, I'm still only posting once a week, so the next episode will be next Tuesday. Again, everybody, you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and I just want to say thanks again, as always, for the support. It means the absolute world to me. All right, folks, continue to stay safe, continue to be smart out there, and of course, go Giants.